Do you ever see a trailer for a movie and think, I wish I knew how that movie ended, but I really don't want to have to see it myself? If so, you've come to the right place. Welcome to episode two of Get Spoiled. I'm Samantha Herman, joined by my co-hosts Jeremy Knight and Chris Wilson, and today we'll be spoiling the feature film, Rampage. just was reviewing my notes and I don't want to alarm you but there are double as many as Pacific Rim I'm hanging wow. up the phone right now <laughs> I'm I'm surprised to hear that I, I thought you were going to say the opposite I thought this movie would be half as complicated I'm equally surprised even though I wrote the notes what were your thoughts of this film without having seen it just your impressions um I, uh, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm nervous for this podcast. I'm nervous for The Rock's career. Uh, it looked like another movie where buildings get destroyed. And I know that's like the whole point of the, of the, uh, video game upon which it's based. It's a little like the only point of the video game. Yeah. It's like the whole (laughs) thing. But I've seen so many movies where the buildings get destroyed and I'm just like, oh man, like, I'm so glad Sam has to watch buildings get destroyed and I don't. I think um, that's maybe what I meant when I said the the shorter version of that, which was just this does not look like a good movie to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's I, all... I do not, and I do not want to see it. Yeah, that's it's two different lenses, but we're really we're speaking the same truth, well, which is I do not want to see this movie at all. Guys, lots of buildings were destroyed. That's not uh-huh. uh, going to shock anyone. Spoilers have started. Um, but there's yeah. also like a weird amount of science, which you know is a struggle for me. Um, oh, good. Yeah. So good. that was I, part of it. I think it, maybe it's important to when we're talking about these movies, specifically the movies we've sp- talked about so far and their ilk. I think it might be important to make the designation between what they call science and what actual <laughs> science is. Well, but that's part of the problem because I don't know what the difference is because i don't know what real science is i think this is probably not real um i think you can rest assured that it's not <laughs> but what some is of the science, principles though? might be you resting know? on real uh philosophies real tenets i don't know all i can do and all i can tell you is what i saw and what i heard right i guess well, it's let's... more than real is what we're really saying <laughs> more than real yeah can we change the title of the podcast to more than real <laughs> yes um i did not know this was a video game you guys let me in on that when we discussed that this would be the movie we'd be doing um i was always a nintendo gal but now that i've seen it i i wouldn't mind taking it for a spin (laughs) oh you're 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 in luck because it was for the nintendo entertainment system as well as the arcade but that's where my introduction to it was on my own nintendo home entertainment system circa 1980 i'm gonna say niner Oh, then I should have had the opportunity to be exposed to it, but I just don't recall that ever happening. It's a pretty good game. It was fun. I liked it. Could pick one of the three animals, go around, punch buildings, and eat people. 
Oh, so you already know there are three animals. You're way ahead of where I was when I started on this journey. As I oh, said, yeah. I've known that since 1989. <laughs> uh, I've known about this game, yeah, since the 80s as well. I remember playing it in arcades too, and it was... I died quickly. I remember I didn't get much bang for my buck. Like, it's a hard game, yeah. It's a hard game. You die quick. Guys, should we get into this movie? Okay, I'm a little terrified, but please <laughs> please proceed. Are, are you ready to begin this film? I don't know. Yes. Are you ready to join me on this journey? I'm, Let's get it. I'm with you. All right. Get, step, step into the Matrix. I'll just uh, set the stage for you. I went yesterday. It was a Saturday, 5 p.m. show, the Grove Mall, where you both Was it full? In. It was oh. uh, around 80% full. Wow, were people, was there a buzz in the room? Uh, no, but <laughs> there was interest. There was interest. All right, all right. Ah, okay. Not uh, a buzz, but interest. People were like, I'm interested in this. I'm interested in what the hell this is. <laughs> yeah. That I already paid money to see. Yeah. yeah, everyone was like ready, ready to go. Um, Do you have a popcorn or? I smuggled in some C's candy and a Perrier Slim can. What's a C's candy? What's that? It's like a Laura Secord. It's like you get singles from a display case. Oh, yeah. Like a, yeah, a nice. few bonbons. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. Nice choice. Nice choice. It was uh, lovely. Great treat. It's perfect for a nice rampage on a Saturday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> Some bonbons, a slim can of, per- slim can of Perrier, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, and a giant gorilla called George. <laughs> I have to say, it was the afternoon that I was looking forward to, and it was the afternoon that I got. So, what went down that afternoon? All right. We'll begin the film with some introductory text, which was quite meaningless as the film continued. But Like uh, a Star Wars crawl? Uh, not a, just like two blurbs, two All short right. blurbs. In 1993, um, genetic testing was implemented in order to cure terminal diseases. But as that science progressed... It became clear that it was dangerous and was considered a weapon of mass destruction. And in 2016, two years before this film takes place, it was banned and considered a crime. That's where we're starting things off with that information. What I'm I'm already I'm already confused. Uh, what was considered a crime? Doing the this using, genetic. Doing this scientific process. Yeah, again, trying to cure these diseases with this methodology, which was called CRISPR. Oh, CRISPR. Yeah. But that's sorry. a real thing. That's a real thing. I was not aware of that. Uh, no, there, was a Cris- there was a CRISPR question on Trivia HQ, too. It's the one we got wrong. Well, I did not get um, that far. I'm sorry. Sounds so delicious, too. They, they, illegalize, they make CRISPR illegal? Yeah. From what I can understand. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a science film, Jeremy. It's about science. Yeah, but they're using real science. That's like saying, um, that's like saying I don't know, uh, Penicillin. It was realized that penicillin killed, and we made penicillin illegal in 2020. Well, like, maybe it was just this particular thing that CRISPR was doing was considered a weapon of mass destruction, and that particular thing was outlawed. No, I, I dig it. They're playing on um, real fears. Real fears here. Uh, let's 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 really push buttons. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Topical. Um, so yeah. next, we find ourselves in a satellite space station where the okay. lead. Doctor on board is calling to mission control saying things are going wrong. Everyone's dead. I'm the only one left. I'm going to the escape hatch. And mission control says, if you don't come back with all the, uh, all the test materials, don't bother coming back at all. And they won't let her access the escape hatch. Um, I'm sorry. This is, this is NASA. 
Um, it's a private organization. We'll get to that. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Uh, <laughs> what's what's this character's name? She's not long for this world. Got it. Uh, it's played and by Marley Shelton. Yeah. And everybody else in the uh, everybody else in this in this spacecraft is dead. Yes. They're just dead. Correct. Just we don't know what killed them. They're just kind of corpses. Well, they say what happened to the rat, and she says it's not a rat anymore, and the rat is now enormous. So presumably the rat killed them all, but we don't see any of that. They're already we don't dead. see anything. Is there like okay. a red alert going kind of deal? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Alerts are All going, right. the thing's about to explode, and Mission Control says, bring the test materials, and then you can come back. She's able to access a couple of these canisters of whatever these test materials are, which one would think is what created this giant rat, which it is. Um, and she gets into the safe, the escape hatch. Uh, everything explodes. She explodes, her hatch explodes, everything explodes, except the canisters are released and are settled throughout um, the states. They land in Florida, in San Diego, and in the Plains. Um, they survive re-entry. Oh. Are you with me? <laughs> I am. Yep. I'm totally with you. Uh, why one were the... Was something from space? Why were she, why was she in space? I do not know. Okay, like cause it I understand come back that, up. Why why was she in space at all? I think they were to testing this rat thing. Yeah, like just far away because it was dangerous. So to do it in space. Yeah. Like this is a risky thing to do. Where should we do it? In space. It was not explicitly in space said, in an but yeah. Closed environment. That's what I believe. All right. Yeah. Okay. Science. Yeah, science. <laughs> CRISPR. This is some risky CRISPR. Let's do it in space. Yeah. Um, so, meanwhile, we're going to meet the rest of our players, um, including The Rock. Uh, his character is Davis Okoye, a primatologist. Do you want me to call him Davis, DJ, no. or The Rock? No. The, the third one, obviously. All right. The Rock. So, we meet... Or Dwayne. That's also okay. <laughs> That's I'll, okay, too. I'll just go with The Rock. Uh, okay. The Rock and his crew of student assistants... Um, are in the San Diego Wildlife Conservatory associated with the San Diego Zoo. And I'm sorry, um, you say student assistants. Is he uh, some sort of academic? or? He's the main primatologist, so he's got these kids under his wing. They're new to his team and okay. under his tutelage. Um, they don't get too comfortable with them, but uh, one is Jack oh, I were hoping. <laughs> I was hoping they were a ragtag bunch. I was too. Um that's what I was led to believe in the opening couple of scenes. So he's got Jack Quaid, who is Dennis Quaid, real-life son. Connor, Hi. new to the team. PJ Burns' character, Nelson. He's more established. He knows The Rock a little bit more. And then a female blonde who, I uh, hate to admit, don't know her real name or her character name. I'll call her Allison, um, just because. Um, so they're all going into the wildlife gorilla area. There's a new gorilla, a kid. He's just been saved. And he gets his back up. He's going to attack. The Rock says, don't move, everyone. That's the first sign, or, like, that's the first indication that there's aggression, and that's the worst thing you can do. But Connor is too scared, and he does run. And then George, our lead monkey character, saves Connor from the other ape. The, the angry ape. Yes. And the so, purpose so of Connor, it... So Connor didn't, didn't do what he was told. He... He should have stayed calm and faced the monkey down, but he ran? Correct. Yeah, got it. And uh, the 
entire purpose of this scene is that we learn that George is uh, a whimsical jokester because he laughs at the kid and laughs at the rock that he saved him, even though the rock was just fine. He gives the rock the finger. Um, and it also shows his brute strength because... The, uh, this is George the monkey, the, the, the gorilla. Correct. He laughs? Can you take me through how a gorilla laughs? He can Don't they make like a wheezy noise, imitation. like a wheezy laughing? He and yeah, if the you rock could do the sign. sounds, that'd be great. Uh, it was more uh, gesticulation. Oh, he sign language laughed. Like he just yeah. signed language and he LOL'd. Yes, they signed to each other. <laughs> well, he L'd, but obviously not OL. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, he smiles. Like he's definitely uh, enjoying the experience. And then the rock he's... says, this kid is new. We have to include him. He's part of our family now. Okay. He tells that to George. Yes. And then Nelson. George the lovable scamp. <laughs> yeah. He's a whimsical jokester, I hear. <laughs> he is. He is a lovable scamp jokester. Uh, Nelson asks the rock, why do you love animals so much? Because the blonde kind of asks him out. He's like, oh, she says, oh, like that was so impressive i'd love to know more about your technique and he turns her down and nelson says why are you so keen on the animals like why don't you want to have human interaction and the rock says with animals you know what you get either they eat you or they hug you there's no middle ground uh i so, prefer that so here you're saying that the rock prefers to be close i'm not gonna say intimate although i'm not ruling it out <laughs> But he prefers to be close with animals rather than human beings. His words, yes. Yeah. I, I mean, I love animals too, but I don't think that's healthy. Well, The Rock has seen some things. We'll get into that. Um, he's had some troubles with the human kind. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so we've met them. Next, we need to meet our prime villains. Uh, the voices from Mission Control are... Malin Ackerman and Jake Lacey. Uh, they're a brother-sister duo running this organization called Energene that was developing this science technology. Um, he's a hapless idiot, and she's the ruthless leader of the two. Hmm. They're pretty young actors to play the heads of cor a corporation. Is there, like, a story there? Or did uh, they inherit it or something? Seems like it, but uh, not a lot of backstory. Not a lot of backstory, right? <laughs> no. Well, we don't even know why they were doing the science in space, which was the inciting incident of the whole movie. Right. Well, for money in some fashion. Uh, but why space? Anyway. Doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. So a young brother-sister duo that run an evil corporation. Yes. Got it. What's the name of the corporation? Energene. All right. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, it. in the office of uh, Energene, it's a subtle nod to the game. They have the Rampage arcade in the office. They never reference it or play it or really like look at it, but it is there. Which I thought was a nice, nice touch. Yeah, that's Respect. a bit of fun. Yeah, acknowledge. I, I, uh, I was, I've been browsing around, around a bit on Reddit while we've been talking, and uh, I found a headline just now. The creator of the game Rampage has several camo cameos in the movie and describes meeting The Rock as the most memorable moment of his life. Oh, I wish I had known that. I wish I had been able to look out for him. <laughs> so meeting The Rock, just meeting him, yeah. is a most greater moment, moment. Yep. in his life. And he's the guy that invented the game, the game that was way more famous and successful 
than the movie that it's based on. Like, you made the game. Like, yeah, how, and also he optioned. Game? He sold the options of the games, presumably for this movie, which yeah. made him. That would be a memorable moment. Getting that check, <laughs> getting that paper. Yes, but both making this game that's stood the test of time and then yep. selling it for lots of money when you sell the rights of it to other people, both of those moments pale in comparison to meeting Dwayne Johnson. Wouldn't it rock, wouldn't it rock, rock your Dwayne world? Johnson. <laughs> get it? I get, no, it wouldn't rock my world. I'm not saying I don't want to meet him, and I would definitely want to shake his hand and say thanks buddy but it wouldn't rock my world no <laughs> i feel like i'd be um i'd be shaking for days but then i'd be okay yeah really shaking for days yeah i feel I'm like surprised. he's that magnetic wow because you you're you know you're living hollywood nights and like you <laughs> see stars you see celebrities so that's saying something that is saying something but he doesn't, you... he doesn't live in hollywood though right well he must I'm sure he he's a be there player. frequently. Do, do, yeah, I guess so. Like, Sam, I was with you. We saw Jon Snow, and it was like nothing. We were like, yeah, it's no big deal. It's just Jon Snow. Well, I don't like Jon Snow. You know how I feel. Yeah, I hate him, too. <laughs> but... <laughs> no, yeah. So what was I going to do, yeah, run that's... over? No, I, that's a good point. But you love Dwayne Johnson, so <laughs> you'd be shaking for days. <laughs> I, I'm talking about a real meeting, not just like seeing him at the mall. That would be right. cool, too. All right. Moving on through the film. So yes. the materials have crash landed throughout the country, as I've said, uh, in a green uh, steam comes out of them, and George looms over it and, like, inhales whatever <laughs> this is. The canisters, canisters are all cracked. Um, oh, wait. I got, I got, sorry, I got some questions for you. Yep. Um, we got to go, just quickly go back to the, the, the brother-sister, uh, Malin Ackerman and Jake Lacey. They, we met them. You said we meet them. I guess they're, what's their deal? They're like, oh, crap. The the only thing we cared about were those samples. We yeah. don't know where they are. Yes. Do they know that they fell to earth? Do they know anything? What's their level of knowledge? Uh, yes. they. I was going to come back to that, but uh, we'll just get into it right now. They know. They know that the canisters were able to survive reentry, and they know that uh, one is in Colorado because there's been some wolf activity um, and so they know at least that one is available to them and they want to go find it for two reasons. One, to get the research back and two, to cover up their involvement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are they yep. science types themselves? No. Or are they administrator types. agreed types? Yes. Correct. Okay. Um, so anyway, overnight after the canisters have fallen, George kills a grizzly, which is very out of character for him, and is taken into solitary, and the rock comes into work the next day to find him, and George is like, he's really upset, he's really shaken, he feels really guilty, um, he doesn't, it's kind of like a PTSD thing, like something overtook him that he doesn't understand. Now, um, did the canister land, like, right in his zoo, or yes. is it just, yes. right in the zoo? Yeah. <laughs> Right in his, right in his, right in his enclosure or whatever. Yeah, yeah, one in his zoo, one in Colorado, and one in a swamp in the Everglades in Florida. Uh, of all the bad luck, right <laughs> yeah. in the damn zoo. <laughs> yep. Cool. Uh, and he's started to get larger and getting more aggressive, so he's in solitary. Um, some of this footage gets on the news. That's like the satellite has exploded. It's you know not something that can be hidden. And uh, we meet another character. 
Um, Dr. Caldwell, played by Naomi Harris, she watches this footage on television and immediately puts together what some of these problems might be, and she rushes to the zoo where she introduces herself to The Rock and to George. Okay, so she knows she knows things. She knows things. Um, she claims that she works for Energene and develops some of this research and that she's the only person that can save George and reverse it. Um, so her motives are pure. Yes. As far as we know. Yes. Let's they're, not they're... spoil the spoilers. <laughs> um, so that's well, happening. Yep. Now, did the the canisters? It landed in the zoo. Like, what, what happened? Do it, it after. Yeah. Well, did the groundskeepers come and pick it up? They, throw it in the garbage. They or what? find it and they're like testing it, but whatever. Like everything's been um, unleashed from it already. So there's like, not much this, to find. It, what did, what came out of it? Gas? Yes, ooze? Yes, what are... a green gas. So did other animals breathe it in too? Uh, well, we're going to come to that, but yes. It's all right. Uh, okay. You mean in the zoo? Or yeah, no, no, no zoo. not in the zoo. Just George. It landed in a zoo, but the only animal in the zoo that breathed it in was George. Correct. Yep. Science again. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And it dissipated. Yes. Science. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I forgive me. I'm not a scientist and you guys know that. So forgive me for these dumb questions that are obvious to scientists out there listening. And you know, it's a struggle for me to communicate this science information to you, but I'm doing my level best and I keep your questions coming. I welcome them. That's the scientific process is to question <laughs> and to test over and over again. Hypothesize exactly. That's right. You miss that. You miss the hypothesis part. Hypothesis first. Oh. My hypothesis remains that this movie is going to be a stinker. <laughs> Are you not I interested don't... so far? Because I, I wasn't minding it at this point. I'm. Um... I mean, you 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 spin a you spin a compelling web, of course. But <laughs> it's all in the telling. That's a constant. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, like my enjoyment would be based on the storytelling of this movie, the storytelling of the storytelling of this movie can certainly affect my enjoyment. Whew, I'm I'm gonna step it up then, guys. Okay. So far, I haven't hung up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cu- cutting back to the energy team. Um, Malin Ackerman tells Jake Lacey, "Remember that um, military, like mercenary company we acquired recently? Um, let's send them out to Colorado. They can." get that canister back and just check out the scene. So she sends that team led by Joe Manganiello. Um, I was not aware he was in this film, so that was a, a bit of a thrill for me. Um, he's quite handsome. So Manganiello sets out to Colorado. He and his team are in a helicopter. They find um, through their binoculars that there's a giant wolf just leveling the situation. Like other like regular-sized wolves have all been slaughtered. Um, and just this one rogue giant wolf is roaming the town or the area. We're in a town. Ta- we're in a Colorado town. town? Yeah, more, no, it's more um, wilderness, plains. Plains. Um, and so the team sets down to try and kill it off. The wolf is having none of it, kills the entire team, including leaping sky high and just taking down the helicopter midair, exploding awesome. it. Um, awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I thought Manganiello was going to survive because he was the last one Me? standing. Um, but Me he, too. Uh, he did not. He was eaten immediately. I thought, jeez, I thought Mon- I thought you were going to tell me that Manganiello becomes the wolf. I thought he was going to be like a wolfman <laughs> figure. Um, no, no, I did. Because the uh, the premise of the um, game is that it, they're all humans. The monsters, the monkey, the 
dragon Godzilla thing and the wolf are all people. They're like teenage, teenage mutant ninja turtle mutation kind of thing. They're turned into monsters through uh, science again. Oh, well, yeah. so, I was so, not uh, aware of that, and that wow. does not occur in this film. Wow. It's a different no, I... kind of crisper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, he just eats. It's just a wolf. It's just a big-ass wolf. Yeah, so, it's just um, a wolf, and it's okay. just a gorilla. Yeah, yeah, Dr. Caldwell explains a bit of it to The Rock. She says, um, we were developing this technique to like slowly change DNA in order to come to some medical innovations but she personally as a scientist of energy developed it work to be more widespread and faster and that is what's happening to george and they like use properties from all different animals so it's like you have like the speed of a shark and like the instincts <laughs> of an like she just lists all this stuff and they're amalgamated into george's dna now that is Science. um that is truly breathtaking <laughs> Great job, science. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez Louise. I'm, I can't get over that they chose CRISPR as their, you know, their evil their evil potion, basically, of this well, movie. It, but it's just energy and manipulating it. So I wouldn't blame CRISPR. I don't I blame CRISPR. I blame the writers <laughs> of this movie. And I you might blame me, of... too, for my recapping. I do blame you. <laughs> I can't not think of crispers, the, the delicious snack. Yeah, yeah, Same. yeah. This crisper has no E. That's correct. correct. I'm, I was just looking up what it actually stands for, which is clustered, regularly, interspaced, short, palindromic, repeats. Yeah. Science. Wow. There's small um, sequences of DNA. Okay. Uh, all right. So Manganiello is eaten by the wolf. Yep. Wolf is on the so loose. A... Everyone's okay. dead. Yeah, everyone's dead. That didn't work. That plan didn't work. Did not. Right, and where's where's uh, Rock the Dwayne Johnson at this point? He's still in San Diego <laughs> um, with Dr. Okay. Caldwell. George briefly escapes from his enclosure because his new strength allows him to break through uh, pretty fortified enclosures. Um, Solitary, as you called it. Yeah, that's right. That's the <laughs> protocol when you uh, kill a fellow zoo beast. Um, I didn't know there was solitary at zoos. <laughs> Yeah, it's like oh, a, yeah. yeah, it's like its own cage, like in the lab, so they can examine him, like a medical fair, fair. solitary. Um, they call it the sh- the shoe. They call it the shoe. <laughs> Put yeah. him in the shoe. <laughs> <laughs> no calls. <laughs> anyway, um, no TV. The military has gotten wind of some of these situations, and they descend on the zoo and tranquilize George from helicopters. He's taken down, and. Um, this team of, by their own words, are OGA, other government agency people, um, led by um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, um, approach The Rock. The Rock and Naomi Harris, I'll call her Dr. Caldwell still. The Rock and Dr. Caldwell are basically arrested. No charges are laid, but they are handcuffed and brought with George onto the plane to further test and bring George into government um, inspection. They're okay. putting him on an airplane. Yes. The super gorilla. Yes. Well, I've okay. seen the trailer for this film. I'll say that much. <laughs> and uh, I have a feeling I've been mildly spoiled. Uh-oh. <laughs> um, I am not. I'm a blank slate. I'm just in the, on this quest with you both. What, what, uh, what about the third canister? And I don't want to skip ahead to, to derail anything, but did we miss anything with the third canister that landed in Florida? We did not. Not yet. Okay. That's a latent. Yeah. That's we'll... just chilling. Okay. Yep. yep. 
Um, so marinating. Yeah, Malin, Ackerman, and Jake Lacey are aware of this. They're aware that the Wolf mission failed. They're aware that Doctor Caldwell is in San Diego now because they see news footage of her, and they're more concerned with her exposing their nefariousness than they are with the animals themselves. So they hatch a new plan. Mostly, Malin Ackerman hatches it. She has rigged. She's in Chicago, city of skyscrapers. Um, she has rigged the tower of her office building to have a new extreme radio frequency ability. Um, and she initiates that. And her plan is the science. Yeah. The frequency is going kind of like a dog whistle. It's going (laughs) to emit such horrible strength that the afflicted animals will be so tortured by it that they will, descend on Chicago. They will be lured there to her building in order to stop the frequency and the like brain pain that it's causing them. And she the can brain deal pain. with them. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> she can deal that's my own term, not hers. Don't play yeah. the movie. Um that she can deal with them well, she thinks the wolf will come, they will kill the wolf, they will take some of the wolf's DNA and recover it and then go back to their laboratory pursuits. And they also so, believe that the plane will be taken down by George because he'll be, like, so aroused by this frequency that he will, like, go crazy and yeah. take down the plane. So that's okay, plan. so, so oh. the, the, the assumption is that an animal will be caused great discomfort by this radio frequency, and the reaction that animal will have is to head toward that frequency at full speed. Yes. Uh-huh. And, and that this extremely powerful radio frequency that's going to inflict brain pain on these animals. Brain pain. Will Severe own, brain pain. Will it affect brain pain on other animals, like normal monkeys and normal wolves, or even people for that matter? Great question. Um, not discussed and does yeah. not occur. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Next question. <laughs> they decide to put this radio thing on top of their building in San Diego basically no, Chicago, because but yes. uh, windy city windy city windy city chicago because it's a place where they have that they can put this <laughs> thing like they want to lure these monsters to chicago yeah because they have real estate there where they can install <laughs> said antenna that's the reason i mean she did it overnight from what she described she's like i had our right. entire, like engineering team rig this last night right, so she's throwing she's throwing it together she's yeah. like this is the best idea it doesn't matter that we're going to bring these monsters into the center of like what is it the second biggest city of the u.s or the third um yeah yep. um yep cool well, cool, now, cool. To, be, to her credit and this is very minimal credit because everything you said is valid <laughs> but she, o- she only expects one monster to come to chicago the wolf she's right. expecting the gorilla to die to kill itself by uh, going crazy on an airplane and yeah, descending and, to its death. And she's not aware of the third, who, uh, back to your question from a moment ago, is awakened by this frequency, and it's an enormous uh, alligator or crocodile from the Everglades. Everglades. So Wait, it, and how do, how, do, how do we meet that animal, uh, that creature? Well, we saw that something, like, under the swamp, right when the canister landed, like, was sniffing around it, but we just hadn't really seen it much since then. But when the frequency is triggered, it... Uh, it's ready to party, and it starts, like, speeding through the swamps toward the frequency, as okay. the plan intended. Okay, so okay. let's do a little geographical check here. Frequency, radio frequency tower, downtown Chi-Town. Yep. Uh, Super Wolf 
the the plains, the Great Plains of Colorado. Eventually, it gets to South Dakota or North, where's uh, where's with the president? The Dakotas thing, Mount Rushmore. We see that, so it's on it's on the run. Mount Rushmore yeah. shows up in this movie. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> just like for two seconds in the background, just to orient where the wolf is. And uh, and and uh, George is in a plane or has taken off in a plane from San Diego. Yes. Headed towards military base. Eventually, it is Illinois, but I don't know if that's right. or- originally what the plan is. And and uh, Super Crocodile is in the swamps of Florida. Yes. Okay. You guys are you are getting it. You are on the ball. Yeah. Um. And does do the uh, corporate honchos do Malin Ackerman and Jeff Jeff Lacey Jeff Jake, Jake Lacey yeah. Jake. Do they know about the crocodile? No. No. Okay. Just us, the audience. Yeah. We're in on that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Their inventory controls way off. Yeah. <laughs> By <That's>, one. <laughs> which is a lot when we're talking about <laughs> super monsters, yeah. super yeah. healthy so, monsters. Yeah, that's thir- that's that's fifty percent more super healthy monsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, not a good ratio. Yeah. No. So, um, just some uh, character development before George goes crazy on the plane. We get a bit more information about both The Rock and Doctor Caldwell. We learn that The Rock, prior to his primatology career at the zoo, was part of the UN as an animal rescue anti poacher guy um a lot of his files are redacted for some reason uh, according to jeffrey dean morgan so he's seen some stuff um and dr caldwell is actually not an energy employee she was fired a couple years ago and she holds them responsible for either her brother's death or at least that she didn't get to see her brother before he died so um give you a little bit of that play-by-play she joined energene recruited by malin ackerman to be part of this medical research team as she started making progress on that um towards curing her brother's incurable disease she realized that they were weaponizing all her research and she wanted them to stop she tried to destroy it they got her arrested and during her jail time the brother died she's gone rogue yeah and uh has quite the bone to pick with them indeed called well indeed <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so, and again, it was what Ackerman and Lacey wanted to do with the technology was weaponize it. Yes. That was, that's what was going on up in space. Yes. All right. They think they can make more money with it as a weapon than as a drug or like a medical technology. Yes. They want to, they want to profit from killing rather than from healing. (laughs) And that's a powerful theme. Think about it. Yeah, you guys get it. it. It's really, well, it's really the characters. You know, I watched the show of this movie, but I was like, I don't care about these monsters. You know, I was like, what's the character development going to be like in this movie? So <laughs> thank you for that, Sam. Uh, I'm just reading my notes. It's all I can do, all I can give to you. Uh, so back to the plane. As the plan intended, George goes mental and just like causing a ruckus, kills most of everyone of the military Wasn't he personnel. Tra- he was. He was tranked, but he woke up. Well, Caldwell says as his strength grows, those sedatives will be no right. power to him. And they only had like a small bottle of sedatives or something. They had him on yeah, a drift. They just brought a small bottle. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, guys, guys, guys nobody went to the big. pharmacy? <laughs> 
Um, yeah. So George is like just destroying everything. The plane's going down. He's just like ripped it apart. The Rock is able to get a parachute on himself and sure. to Doctor Caldwell, and also mm-hmm. an unconscious Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. He straps to himself. Um, so two parachutes go down. Three, three people. Three people go down. Three people are saved. Plane goes down with George. They go to the wreckage to try and find the body. It's not there. Somehow he survived because he has not only super strength but also super healing ability. When um, when CRISPR, CRISPR science. When George was getting first mutating and growing and becoming a real problem at the zoo, did anyone suggest killing him? Oh yeah, the Rock didn't want that to happen. He was very protective. Yeah, the Rock just said, "No, we can't kill him." He's like, the last of his kind is now Bino. (laughs) I saved him from the wild. We'll get the flashback to their backstory a bit later. But yeah, very protective. All right. He just called people jabronis and (laughs) and they backed backed off. He said, do you smell what, what, (laughs) like, ethical uh, principles I'm cooking? (laughs) Ooh, that's good. Um, So George is... (laughs) Can you smell? No, anyway. Um, All right. So George is oh, wow. uh, alive. He survived. He's on the loose. The Rock and Dr. Caldwell are taken to the military base where they landed nearby in Illinois with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. At this point, they have gotten footage of the wolf, and George has now joined the wolf. Um, they're just running together in tandem toward Chicago and this frequency. And the Rock posits along with Dr. Caldwell, that this is very unusual for animal behavior. Like, those two animals would not naturally be working together. Therefore, something is stronger than their natural instincts. And Caldwell realizes that it's the lure of the frequency. So, between them, they put it all together. Um, Very smart. Yeah. Okay. Very, very smart. Well, he's a primatologist. He's a learned man. She's a doctor. Yeah. I buy it. Um... So... Do they have any sort of smoldering sexual chemistry? Indeed, they do. Great question. Yeah, it's subtle. Just I would, it's subtle, but it's there. I would ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so Caldwell also posits that there's an antidote in the Energene Tower, and that if they can get to it, she can find it and administer it, and maybe prevent whatever it is that these beast animals are going to do. Um, but Man, the military... she posits that based on the fact that it's just their tower, and they probably have the antidote. Yes. Well, and she used to work there, so she knows some stuff. Ah, right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she posits a lot. I've noticed she's a real positor. <laughs> she, well, but she seems to be right. So, oh, her posit her. percentage is very high. Great stash. She's like five for five already on positing. <laughs> uh, so the military is not having it. They're like, we're gonna just send in our nukes and just have a whole just you know take them out operation. But we're gonna uh, nuke Chicago. Yeah, I was gonna basically, ask that it's a, question. It's a bold plan. I'd say. Oh wait! I, I seem to remember in the trailer when 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 The Rock says we need to evacuate Chicago. Um, yes, we're around that part in the film. That was yeah. great voice work. God damn! Uh, what? Was good. Okay. Okay. But Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who we think is villainous at first, actually just um, demonstrates that he is just kind of a cowboy. Calls himself a cowboy, and he in part because he believes in their quest, and in part because The Rock saved him, enables The Rock and Dr. Caldwell to steal a medevac helicopter and gives them a a sat phone that he can communicate with them on and um, sets them toward Chicago. So it's just the two of them now, but helped by Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Um, Okay, a few few questions. 
yes. number one. So just to clarify, he stays at the base and he'll be like their man on the inside. Yes. Well, he's working rogue against the military. Like he'll just do it on the down low kind of thing. Yes. Yep. Okay, fine. Uh, and I have to circle back. He calls himself a cowboy. Yeah. Thank said, you. <laughs> yeah. Take, More take than us once. through that. More than one take time. us through that. I'm a take cowboy <laughs> yeah. on a steel horse I ride. Um, Can I... you... Yes. All of that. Take us through that, please. He just says, like, thank you for saving this Texas cowboy. And then The Rock says, <laughs> um, even assholes deserve to be saved. And then Jeffrey Dean Morgan says, well, as my grandpappy says, an asshole knows another asshole. Something like that. Um, an that's asshole their knows another asshole. <laughs> I'm sure it's better than that, but that, that's the gist of it. You know what the most cowboy thing to do is? You know what real cowboys do? They call themselves cowboys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I mean, oh, okay. Oh god, that's the. Jer- this is this is the best movie ever. Jeremy, come on. If any any time anyone looks anyone cold in the eye and says, "I'm a cowboy," <laughs> seriously, you love it. I do love it. I do love it. <laughs> That's I your preferred love. method of, of demonstrating that one is a cowboy, I would say. 100%. 100%. Um, yeah. Now you wish you saw this movie. Yeah, I do. You still can. I do. <laughs> There's no harm in it. Um, well, I'm going to watch 20 seconds of this movie, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you can guess what that Google search will be. Well, I don't need to guess. Okay, yeah. so um, Malin and Jake are at the tower. Things aren't going great because there's now three not one beast on the loose coming toward them and they start getting their helicopter to come to the roof to make their escape with whatever remnants they have of their research stuff and files what have you wait sorry the ackerman and Lacey are running to the roof yes because the because the super crocodile is news to them they're like oh shit there's like, three, now yeah, there's... there's three they're like uh, yeah. this isn't really going great okay now everyone has learned about the third monster yeah 50 percent more as we said yeah. <laughs> it's 50 percent more yeah. Than our previous projections. The FBI shows up, raids the office. Really nothing comes out of that, so I won't belabor you with any of that. Um, so it, basically topical. the office is, yeah, topical, is uh, mostly evacuated, but they're on the roof going for the helicopter when they see on their monitors that Dr. Caldwell and The Rock have arrived and are rooting around in their lab looking for the antidote, which they do find. They find a few vials uh, and pocket them. So, Are we talking like regular small vials, like blood, but like a tiny little vial of something, like a maybe like, like two a syringe and a half size of that, but yeah, around that. Wow, potent. Okay. Yeah. And it's, uh, did the Rock and Doctor Caldwell land their helicopter on the roof of the building? Um, I don't recall. Uh, you know what? Science. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they did. They must have. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm going to choose to believe that he jumped in through an open window. I wouldn't rule it out. And, and From a while, helicopter that he was flying. While holding Dr. Cold, Caldwell under his arm. Like, no problem. I would yeah. fully believe that. That's what I I'm going with. The case. So, Malin, Ackerman, and Jake uh, approach The Rock and Dr. Caldwell. And this confused me a little bit. She perceived Dr. Caldwell as an even worse threat than the Beast. But... Instead of doing anything about it, she takes Dr. Caldwell by gunpoint and shoots the rock in the stomach, leaving him for dead. Instead of Malin the other Ackerman way around. does this. Yes. She's armed, and she makes a bold move. Yes. 
shooting the rock and capturing Dr. Caldwell. Yes. Gut shot rock. That's yes. a, you don't do that. But this is, go on. I assume Jake Lacey's kind of like, whoa, this is crazy. Like, I'm just the stumbling stooge in this operation, and my sister's the mastermind. 100%. Yeah. Okay. We don't uh, know. What, that is confusing. That's why, why did she have to kill The Rock? Just because? Because she's, she's a can of witnesses, I guess. And, but why not kill Dr. Caldwell if she's the threat? If she's willing to kill, kill her. Maybe she needs to get some something out of that brain of Dr. Caldwell's first. Could be, but uh, it's uh, not much longer before the following happens. So all the beasts have arrived, and they're crawling up the energy in Skyscraper. So things Amazing, are getting... just like the video game. Yeah. It's like the video game that I played in the 80s. That's so rad. I'm so glad they made a movie about it. Things are getting are a they lot doing, more urgent. Are they, like, punching holes in the building, and then, the, like, a toilet appears, and water starts coming out of it, and then they crawl up a bit further and punch no. the next floor? No, they're just kind of crawling okay. up, and it's just... Like glass is shattering and things are getting leveled. It's just more violent, non-specific crawling up building. And I, I assume they're very agitated as they are heading towards the source of their extreme pain. That and is so correct. close to it that the frequency is at its absolute highest. Yes, all of that is correct. Right, and hmm. they're continuing to move towards it, as animals tend to do when they're in extreme pain. <laughs> they go towards the source of their pain. Uh, I can't confirm or deny what happens in real life, but that is exactly what's happening at this point in the film. Yes, okay. So, The Rock, no shock to anyone, survives the gunshot, and he gets up onto the roof, and they get into a bit of a tussle. The animals are there, the helicopter's there, Mountain and Jake are there. There's just arguing and danger afoot everywhere. And what Dr. Caldwell thinks to do... And a real uh, clutch move is she tosses one of the antidotes into Malin Ackerman's purse and then shoves Malin Ackerman into the sky where she falls into George's open mouth. Hot damn. <laughs> that, I mean, that's her greatest posit of the story yet. Yeah, it was Whoa. a pretty dynamite move. Whoa. Um... Okay, so, wow. Okay, wow. George was on the side of the building, kind of com coming up still? Yep. Yep. And right right, in, right off the top of the building and right into his mouth. That is correct. Yeah. Who's in control of the radio broadcast right now? It doesn't really get touched again. It just, like, was flicked on and left that way. Left in a supply closet somewhere <laughs> on the switch. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Also, like, they're just, I would think maybe, like, when three hell beasts are just absolutely smashing the building, yeah, uh, in which the radio signal apparatus is set up, you know, like maybe it would stop. Maybe it would stop. Like sometimes you, when a, when three hell beasts start smashing up your building, you can have electrical problems. I've heard. Yeah, it's true. Brownouts. <laughs> Brownouts. <laughs> that may have happened, but they are still in like massive aggression, and they're just like destroying Chicago. So yeah. it takes a few minutes for George to get the antidote working and to, like, go into his system. And even then, like, it's not going to reduce his size. It's just going to minimize the aggression. Why? I mean, that's what it does. Like, the, the size is too far gone, but the personality traits can be diminished. As we've established, it's an, it's an incredibly small dose for a <laughs> building-sized gorilla. 
And yeah. do we learn that? Do we learn that simply by seeing that be the case, or does Doctor Caldwell just basically say that out loud for us? Let me pause it yes. something yes. for you. It, it has been said. <laughs> yeah, of mm-hmm. course it has. Okay. okay. Um, where are we? Okay, so George is getting the antidote, but the croc and the wolf are still on big time attack. <clears throat> is the croc like kind of just water based? No, oh, no, because they have properties of other animals. So the wolf has wings kind of under its arms like it can flutter a little bit like they all have like mixed skills uh-huh. from other beasts and so, and so the croc has probably like better legs than a croc would normally have to move about on land oh yeah yeah and, and climb buildings it's gotten mammalian in certain respects uh-huh. okay but uh, george is pure george is just a bigger <laughs> gorilla <laughs> yeah uh okay. so now the building is collapsing and jake lacy he gets separated from them. He runs down the stairs all the way down with the computer that has all the info and this rat. Um, the Rock and Dr. Caldwell get into the helicopter and... She's oh, like, wait, wait. Whoa. The Rock's alive again? The Rock's alive again. Oh, yeah, the Rock... She already said he survived. Oh, is it, eh? Okay. Yeah, he was there yeah, when gotcha. George no ate problem. the antidote. Like, it was, he was missing from the film for maybe 20 seconds. Is he suffering from the gun, the gun wound? He is not. Okay. <laughs> it's a flesh wound to pass right through no big deal yeah he has got great abs so didn't you say he got into a tussle on the rooftop before the before um male and aquaman fell to her yeah i mean they're all the four of them are arguing the animals are there it's just a lot of activity sure right right, right. i just i wasn't sure if maybe okay so I, I knew he wasn't dead of course but i thought is he dying right like sometimes when people get shot in the stomach they are <laughs> d- slowly dying when he people just fine okay Oh, and by the way, earlier, at some point before this, we do see the flashback of him saving a young George from poachers who had killed all of George's family. And then Mm. Naomi Harris says, well, what happened to the poachers after you saved George? He says, well, they shot at us and they missed. And then I shot back and I didn't. Okay. Murder. Demons. Yeah. Baggage. (laughs) Baggage. (laughs) We all have baggage. (laughs) Some of our baggage is murder. (laughs) Davis Okoye. Multiple murders on on his conscience. Probably probably in some in like Mozambique or something also. Yeah. He's wanted in Mozambique for several murders. Yeah. Um so anyway, back to the skyscraper. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) <laughs> the rock gets in the helicopter with Naomi Harris. She says the helicopter has no rotors anymore, like it can't fly. And he says, we're not going to fly it. We're going to ride the falling skyscraper like an avalanche. Yes. Um, which they do. As yes. the skyscraper like collapses on itself, they hover above it and like ride whatever physics words are that allows that, like yes. tailwind that? of the building. Um, and like... And- Inertia. All of those uh, science things. Velocity. <laughs> so that's the one. What's that word? Centrifugal. Yeah, that's what he used. The centrifugal force. All that. Uh, and they land. Kinetic energy. <laughs> uh, Naomi, or Dr. Caldwell, she gets separated from the rock. She got goes off on her own. Cut briefly back to the tower right before this. Jeffrey Dean Morgan has shown up. 
and he confronts Jake oh. Lacey. He takes the computer and the rat from him, which I guess might open things up for a sequel. Not much happens with that, other than as Jake Lacey flees from Jeffrey Dean Morgan, he gets crushed by falling debris, so he's also dead now. Does Can he you... yeehaw or anything? No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sadly, Interesting. No. Because he said he was a cowboy. He made that abundantly clear. <laughs> yeah, that was the joke. What, um, what, uh, what's the rat about? Tell me about the rat again. From um, the space station? No, no, this is just like Mal oh. Ackerman's private rat. It, I think it was like half pet, <laughs> half like primary test subject. Okay. Is it freaky deaky or is it just no, a normal like, rat? No, normal size and like a small cage beloved by her. Oh, huh. Okay. So she loved. Yeah. Alan Ackerman has a rat. Yep. So... But now a cowboy, <laughs> cowboy has it. Yep. And so meanwhile, the military back in the base from which The Rock, Dr. Caldwell, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan had been, they still have like the nukes and that um, attack system waiting to go. But they can see video on the ground of The Rock kind of dealing with him with things um, single handedly. So they're keeping things like at bay. They haven't sure. pulled the trigger yet, but it's. Still waiting to go, and like Chicago's just getting just decimated. Buildings are falling, people are scattering. Uh, And the Rock is surfing a collapsing building to the ground, (laughs) and 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 he's has taken control of the situation. Single-handedly, yes. So he's on the ground now by himself. George has now been antidoted, so he's still large, but he's now back to himself, and he realizes Uh what he's done, and he starts teaming up with the Rock against the Wolf and the Croc. Um, but it's no, no. Wait, say, do they have a tender yeah. moment? Not so much. You can just see register the registering in George's eyes that he's been behaving badly. They have their tender moment later. Don't you worry. Okay. Do they high five or something? Does Does the Rock say, "Let's go get him, buddy," or what? Some something? Yeah. No, I mean, there's still a lot going let's on. Let's rampage. <laughs> let's Let's rampage it. Oh, by let's the way, the program. Th- this program is called the Rampage program that's program? like the, all of this all the at, Mal at, Ackerman's at Ener- thing. Energon company uh, yeah. or whatever that's yeah. Mal Ackerman's branding okay yeah now also you say that um this super gorilla and the rock team up to fight two hell beasts yes I can understand how the super gorilla is fighting a hell beast but how about gut how about shot rock? rock yeah how about gut shot rock how does he fight a giant werewolf with wings um he takes a couple weapons off the helicopter um, like guns? Got, like grenades and, yeah, a couple launching devices. But he's not much. What his big move is is that he incites the wolf and the alligator and then runs out of the way, so they attack each other. Oh, and... classic. <laughs> classic. <laughs> like, bonk, does he bonk their heads together? He just, like, gets in the, like, in the eye line of them so yeah. that they start, you know, they're going toward him, but then he moves and... Um, alligator kills the wolf. So the wolf is taken what? out of the play. When they collide, the alligator kills the wolf. Alligator just like rips the wolf to shreds in its mouth. Um, I mean, I would have picked, I looked at the pictures of the two monsters and I definitely would pick the alligator to win that fight. But man, that is the savage. law of the jungle. Yeah, that yeah. truly is. <laughs> That's just savagery. Yep. That's some cowboy shit. So the rock is effectively a matador and just kind of <laughs> nimbly leaps out of the way of the beast. Yes, basically. Cool. That's awesome. Uh, so then the alligator who has survived, croc, whatever it is, 
is now heading for the rock again. George steps in and saves the rock, but is impaled in his chest oh. by like a just a rogue pipe from one of the destroyed mm-hmm. buildings. Mm-hmm. And then the rock says to him, "Don't worry, you'll be fine. I got shot in the gut <laughs> earlier. And nothing happened to me. Nothing happened. Like there's some blood spatter, but he's in fine form." Um, and George, on the other hand, <laughs> George, <laughs> yeah, the incredibly strong but now relatively docile Hell Beast. <laughs> He's not doing well. He's impaled. Yeah, so the alligator <laughs> is now about to do its final death swing on the rock, but George, though impaled, rouses himself for one more maneuver and takes yes. the pipe that has impaled him and leaps above and then down upon the alligator and impales it through its eye. Oh, right through the eye. How you like that? In your eye, guy. <laughs> In your eye, guy. Kind of reminds me of, um, I'm picturing the end of Commando when um, uh, Schwarzenegger impales the final villain of that film on a, on a pipe. It's a steam pipe, and then he makes some sort of steam joke. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Similar apparatus. Yeah. Death by pipe. Always, yep. always one I've enjoyed. Always uh, a pleasure. <laughs> Murder by pipe. The military is watching all of this. They're relieved. The military strike is aborted. All is well. Suddenly, no even, nukes. No nukes. And even though, okay, like, good. that's good. Basically, that's... no one has been seen of the Chicago population for all of this fight. Out of the woodwork of wherever they've been, they all like run into the streets, reuniting with lost loved ones, and in triumph. Like, um, you mean the people of Chicago? Yeah. When you say they all run out, you mean the people the, of Chicago? Yes, the residents of Chicago that have not really yeah. been featured in this film. Yeah. They were hiding. They were in hiding. Well, but so their the... buildings were destroyed, so you'd think they'd all be dead. But somehow there was a slew of them were fine. Yeah, no, they were in the basement. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, stop, stop, drop, and roll, I think it's called. <laughs> yeah, they stopped, they dropped, and they rolled. Yeah. Uh, so now Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Dr. Caldwell have come back. They are all fine. They reunite with The Rock. George appears to be dead. They have a tender moment where... George says in sign language, did I save you? And The Rock affirms that he had saved him, echoing back the earlier scene where The Rock was indignant, like, you didn't save me, I didn't need your help. This time he did, and he acknowledges it. And George seemingly passes away while The Rock holds his hand. Um, Still enormous hand, though. Enormous hand. And then he starts chatting with, go on? Did that have any emotional effect on you? Take me there, because I can't be there. Uh, good point. Good point. I, I, think what Jeremy, I think we know what Jeremy's asking. I Did you wanted weep? to cry. <laughs> I was hoping I would cry. I was begging myself inwardly to cry, and I didn't quite get there. I was moved. Um, right. I found it poignant, a misty, but a little misty, but no actual tears were felled, which disappointed me, I have to admit. Okay. A light mist. Got it. Light mist, but it was emotional. And then, mm-hmm. so now the humans are there. They're looking sad, but also, uh, well, George died in a sacrificial way. He saved the soul city. And then George is just alive, and he opens his eyes. They're fluttering in the rock in sign language, communicates with George, like, oh, I wasn't crying. Are you just faking that? Are you, that's, like, that's not a way to joke. This isn't the time for that. And then George, ah. George is just uh, being playful again, right back to his early personality. He is a whimsical jokester <laughs> to the end. Yep. That scamp also learned how to take a gut shot. 
Yeah. yeah. So he does the following yeah. things, which I had to make note of. He gives the rock the finger again, and then he puts his forefinger in his fist in a sex gesture regarding Dr. Caldwell. <laughs> As in, you're going to stick it to that later? Yes. <laughs> okay. Does he? <laughs> I assume, but we don't see it, unfortunately. Who's a cowboy now? I'm <laughs> voting for George. <laughs> wow. And, um, that's wow. just about where we leave things, uh, except... Except... The, well, The Rock says, where we have to find George's new home. And Dr. Caldwell says... So she's, like, a bit sheepish with that sex gesture, but she's not against it, in my opinion. I think it's in play. <laughs> Good um, to know. And... They just leave it on this note. Well, wherever we take him, we're not taking him on another plane. <laughs> the end. <laughs> oh yeah, because the plane was a. We all we all died. Everyone died except the two of us that time. We were on a plane, <laughs> or three of us, I guess. Yep. Yeah. What? Okay. Is Let's he not do super, that again. Did he retain his super giant size? Yes, that is irreversible. That's irreversible. Is but that he's, why? He... But he's jolly. Yes. Is that why he can't go back to the zoo? Why can't he go back to the zoo? I suppose that's why. He's just unmanageable. But he's whimsical and jokey. He's just bigger. I can't answer that. I can just tell you that they say, ha ha, just not on a plane. We have to find him a new home. I would have thought the San Diego Zoo would remain a perfect <laughs> home for him. It's it's his previous home. Uh, he's just been through trauma. And uh, it's wasn't it, isn't it like the best zoo in the world or something? I agree with you, Jeremy, but that is not what happens. It's just, yeah. it's just not an option for what I mean. It's outside of our understanding. It's probably something to do with science. <laughs> probably, I'm not a doctor, and Kate Caldwell is. So yeah, right. So she was like, CRISPR, CRISPR, CRISPR. Guess we have to find you a new home. <laughs> DNA, RNA. Which sequences. one is it? Which one is it? Do you know? I do. Double helix. <laughs> Double the math. Carry the three equals. He has to live in a new place. Fifty percent more hellbees. <laughs> Word up. Okay. Cool. Okay. How are um, your impressions? Do you feel like you've seen the movie? I, I actually really do. Yes. Like, I really feel like my imagination has filled in the gaps enough that I kind of feel like I've seen this movie. Combined with the fact that I watched the trailer, like, right before we ca we started casting, which I think is a good move for me. Um I'm satisfied. I've gotten everything out of this movie that I need, ever will need to in life, actually. I'm really yes. pleased by that. Yeah, I feel the same. Chris couldn't have said it better. I, I've seen this movie. Also, it, it features so many uh, pretty pretty famous actors or people that are very, like, their identities are very clear in my mind. So, like, like I don't need to see Joe Manganiello. You know, I, I picture him daily. Like, I... <laughs> These people are so, um, they're so ineffably themselves. Um, maybe not Naomi Harris so much. I'm interested in how she played the role. But everybody else, I pretty much know exactly how they played the role. Like, oh, Jake. Especially Dwayne Johnson. Of course. I mean, he's, he is like, he's water. He's beyond, he just is. Yeah. But like Jake Lacey, I mean, oh, he played a bumbling corporate type. I, I can picture that. That's the only thing he's ever done in his life. So, yep, got it. Good. I'm good. Yeah, I have nothing to add. Like, you're right. What you're picturing is exactly what it, the movie gave to me. The only surprise um, is that I would have thought Jack Quaid would have come back at some point. Me too. They have no place in the movie besides that earlier scene. 
weird. They don't That's team weird. up with the Rock. They yeah, they're not part of any of this quest. I, I was really I was really surprised by that. I thought the kids were going to show up to help save the day, and Jack Quaid would have a chance to redeem himself from his early failure. Hundred percent agree. Don't know why it didn't happen. Uh, cutting room floor maybe, but no, not even because there was no way to integrate him in any of the big saving scenes. Yeah. And this movie was made by true artists. I doubt they would have made any cuts. You know, they wouldn't have they wouldn't have succumbed to any studio pressure. I'm, this is the movie they wanted to make. I have no doubt of that. While the director is a this is a hat trick in collaboration with The Rock. Yeah, they did Journey Two and Saint Andreas together, and we'll be doing Saint Andreas Two forthcoming. What's Journey Two? What's Journey One? I haven't seen them, but I believe they are adventure kids movies. Journey. Journey. I'm intrigued. I am too. I have not seen these films. Journey. Journey 2 from 2012. Um, yes. This man, Brad Payton, the director. Uh, I haven't seen San Andreas. Is it um, advisable? <laughs> um, I'll say this. I believe both of you have affection, as I do, to Carla Gugino. And for that yes. reason, yes. <laughs> I see. <laughs> I actually... <laughs> that is not how I expected you to answer that question. Science. You went real specific, and I, you're not wrong. I actually love San Andreas, and I will be seeing part two. Oh, okay. Journey 2 is the sequel to Journey to the Center of the Earth. It was a Journey to the Center of the Earth movie, number one. Good lord. But I was like, I couldn't find it in The Rock's filmography because he wasn't in it. It starred Brendan Fraser. Ah, interesting. Back to the Brendan Fraser. Yeah. These are the two guys you call. And then <laughs> they decided to do a journey to the center of the earth, too. But you can only go to the center of the earth once. So they called it Journey 2, the Mysterious Island, and swapped Fraser for Rock. Are they swapped in terms of playing the same character, or is it just a new adventure? Well, The Rock's character's name is Hank, no last name. Um, and Brendan Fraser's character's name is Trevor Anderson. So, uh, so no. I'm glad. But, um, I wouldn't want Fraser to be like, replaced. Yeah. The consistency seems to be in Josh, Josh Hutcherson's character. Mm. He plays Sean Anderson. Uh, well, let's assume Brendan Fraser's son. And he's still the co-lead of part two uh, with Hank. So, so he's, the, he's the thread. And the and the journeys, of course. There's journeys in both movies. I'm going to assume that The Rock and Brendan Fraser are good friends. Yeah, I'd like to hope that's true. I feel like they had a get-together before um, the second Journey movie, even though Fraser isn't in it, and he like laid it down for The Rock. He's like, this is what you need to know about this this series of films. Yeah, like what you need to understand is like you're on a journey, right? <laughs> yeah. So there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be They had a powwow, like a several-day summit. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I like to think of my journey as a quest. That sometimes helps me. Um, yeah, it helped me in the production of the Journey to the Center of the Earth. Um, if you think back to our time on the Mummy franchise, um, <laughs> who could forget? I can I can draw some parallels there as well. If you'll if you'll indulge me, and Dwayne, you might, Dwayne, you might remember during that time. Um, we both did a lot of uh, surprised faces. We acted surprised or yeah. uh, shocked at what was happening in front of yep. us. Yeah. You're, you're going to want to go right back to that. You're, you're going to be flexing that muscle again a lot. Will you be able to tap too. back into that? 
think back, <laughs> find the root of it, and tap that. You that guys are, I think, joking, puzzle. but I hope that that is all true. And I believe it's can, possible. Can I do eyebrow raising? A little. <laughs> one, at least one eyebrow. Anyway, um... Bravo, Samantha. Thank you, Samantha. I, uh... What, what, what chance... You hinted at it a bit, but, um... What, what do you, uh... What would you post if you were Las Vegas? What odds would you set on a sequel coming out to Rampage? I would say... Based on how they set it up for that possibility, and based on uh, the robust crowd on my screening, I would put it at... 60%. 60%. Okay. Kind of like a three to five in, mm-hmm. in Las Vegas parlance. Yeah. Um, 60%. Okay. And I, I, you know what else would back that up, actually? When I look at The Rocks uh, amongst his 100 credits, that's an exact number. Uh, <laughs> when, I, when I look at what he's got coming up announced or in pre-production, there's like 12 things. We, they include San Andreas 2, mm-hmm. Jumanji 2, Mm-hmm. Hobbs and Shaw, which is really like Fast and the Furious 9. Mm-hmm. Oh. Suicide Squad 2. Really? And remakes. Uh, we've got a remake, Big Trouble in Little China remake, and a, uh, and a film version of Doc Savage, which was an old uh, 50s pulp novel. So basically everything he's making is uh, a sequel or an adaptation of something that already existed. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Rampage Two is going to show up on his IMDb tomorrow. <laughs> well, I think we've I think we've talked about this before, but uh, The Rock is a yes and kind of guy, <laughs> and so if there's any chance that this movie is, if they just bring up the idea that a sequel to this could be a thing, he'd be like, "I'm in," and oh, then uh, sure. the, the rest is the rest is up to everybody else. Yeah. Also, He's like, because he can... guys, I it was it was the greatest experience of my life. Of course, I'm in. <laughs> just like every other day. Every day on that set was the greatest day of my life. Yeah. Brad Payton, I love that guy. He's so if incredible. Brad Payton's there, I'm there. Let's go. Hey, is Payton on this? Count me in. Who's the cowboy now? <laughs> well, what troubles me uh, is that the screenwriter uh, of uh, Rampage 1, one of the screenwriters, there are four, is in development of a Highlander remake, which concerns me. What? Uh, now, I'm I don't actually... th- I'm like very that. anti. I'm very anti remake, but I will say, Highlander is a franchise that I am very open to a remake of. Highlander is a great idea, and I don't think it was perfectly realized the first time. I no, it sure I wasn't. disagree. I love the Highlander. I haven't seen the rest of the films. I stuck with just the one, but I thought yeah, it was. That's excellent. the right choice. <laughs> that's the right choice. The first movie is good. It's good, but it's, I don't. I didn't think it was perfect. I mean, Christopher no. Lambert, I don't think is very good. No, I don't think he's very good. But it was damn enjoyable. Oh my god, and Sean Connery is was perfect, and the the shitty effects were great. Yeah, but so I, shitty I'm, and so good. I'm open to a Highlander remake. Just saying, I'm open to it. Okay, who would you put in those roles? Uh, ooh, it's probably question. gonna be The Rock, but yeah, I could. Other... We could be The Rock. So the Rock can be the Lambert role. That would be fine. But then we need an can older. It? Yeah, yeah I, would, I can. I'd like someone with a little more nuance. I would God too. Love but... him, but uh, for I, I'd this like role, someone with like a, a little, little bit different. more inbuilt, uh, like 
nobility is the wrong word, but you know what I mean? Like a little bit more like a... How about Idris Elba? Ooh, great choice. Because mm-hmm. he kind of missed with the, the black uh, tower there. Uh, I'd like, but, I, but that was a good idea on paper. And maybe he should get another crack at something like that. Be the badass Highlander figure walking the earth, taking down other Highlanders. I can see great, Idris Elba doing in, that. In like a trench coat? That suits him. Yeah. Now the Sean Connery older grizzled mentor role. I want that to be Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking. I know you're not, and I love it. <laughs> does he? Come on. Does, is he currently under house arrest for anything? <laughs> no, he's fine. No. He, his career is on the upswing. Yeah, he's making Jesus Part Two. Sure. Jesus Two, Son of Jesus. <laughs> Jesus Two. This time it's better. <laughs> Jesus Two. Jesus' revenge. Jesus too. Guess who dies this time? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how that mo- that sequel's going to turn out. Um, that's who I'd cast anyway. Uh, but I oh, think yeah, the I Highlanders. I can't follow that with any suggestions. <laughs> the Highlander's such a good concept, and uh, I I'm open. I'm open to a remake of the Highlander. Well, you're getting one, so um, stay open. Yeah. When it comes out, I might be like, Sam, you can't do that on the podcast because I want to actually see that movie. That's how strongly I'm feeling. That, that is strong. Those are strong feelings. Now, back to Rampage, I, uh, to the sequel talk, We I glanced at the box office. It's only been out two days. It's already made $150 million worldwide. Yeah, well, it's pretty cool. good numbers. It, it's domestic numbers. Not that great. I mean, it's, we're not even finished the weekend yet, but... 34 domestic, it's okay, but um, it's already made 115 million worldwide, so people are really responding uh, globally. <laughs> to the bond between George and Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah. Takes yeah. a man of a certain caliber to ride a sky- skyscraper. I- and I think his next movie is called Skyscraper. So. Oh, yeah, what's that? It's not the it's same about film. a skyscraper. Yeah. They are you two can't do that. films. He can't do that, but he's yet. he'll do. But he he'll do anything. I we think we've established that. Hey, do you want to do a movie about a sky? It's called Skyscraper. I'm in. 